Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Toby and TJ back with you. Hour two on this Thursday, fifth day of January. How's 2023 treating you so far, TJ? You like it? Early on. Just getting your first glimpse at it. Uh, early on, it's felt pretty good. It's felt pretty good. So I, I don't have any complaints yet. I think I'm going to like this year. I hope so. Um, I hope it's your best year yet. Do we got any update on DeMar Hamlin? Seen anything this morning? Uh, just that, you know, kind of the vague things are improving. So nothing that would... Nothing beyond that, you know, nothing that says, hey, he's going to be fine, we're in the clear, but just that he's uh, improved um, over the last 24 hours. Well, that's good. No, I mean, that's good, yes, but, yeah, yeah. nothing as um, far as uh, concrete information or anything, you know, just improvement. Little bit of OU news, football news yesterday. C.J. Colden uh, put out a graphic announcing he will – uh, be going to the NFL draft. You can tell, TJ, these guys really liked the anthracite uniforms. A lot of their graphics are they're wearing their anthracite uniforms. So uh, not a surprise necessarily. I think there was some hope because he had one year left due to injury. I believe he could have got one more year. Mm-hmm. Yes. He had four interceptions this year. Ended up being a really nice find out of Wyoming. But He's headed out, so Colden headed to the draft. Well, thoughts? Big loss? Not a big oh, deal? Oh, I would have liked to have seen him back and uh, seen him in a Sooner uniform last year, but uh, it didn't Next surprise year. me when I saw it. Yeah. It was, uh, it was one of those announcements that I skipped to the last line and said, let's see what's happening here. Yeah, that's all of them for me, <laughs> except for Peyton Bowen. I right. read that whole thing. Yeah, that sounds exactly I was like, the oh, same this way. This is going to be good. I'm reading this. Uh, let's go to the phone. Scott is on hold. Good morning, Scott. Hey, Toby. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Hey, um, you know, I've officiated basketball for a few years, and I was going to talk to you about that play that they had last night. Which play? The, uh, the ball side of the backboard back. play. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, sir. Um, you know, first off, you're right. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be missed, you know, especially when you have a, an experienced crew like that. I got to go down last night and watch the game, I, which I very rarely get to do. Um, but the first thing that people need to understand is that referees, each time a play happens, have a certain responsibility that they're supposed to have. And where that ball hit, um, the opposite official on the other side of the floor is the one that has responsibility for the, the flight of the ball for basket interference and goaltending. Okay. And just where it hit, it looked like it was just – it would have been a tough call to to make because you you're right in your other point that you said you don't expect a college player to throw a ball against the side of the, you know, side of the stanchion, not right. the backboard. And so I think that uh, – He just had a bad know, angle, but, you think? Is that what you're saying? 
I, I do. I, I think so because having been in that situation several times, you can't see that. You know, you got to have you got to have help, but also in the same light in that situation, the official from where the shot was taken from has to have that shooter up and down, and then people say, well, you got a referee standing underneath the bucket. Well, your job as a referee is never to look up. You know, you're looking at the yeah, body. Yeah, he's watching the, the blocking out to see if somebody goes over the back, all that kind of stuff. Correct. Which, you know, having called your games when you were in college, I know you never would have been uh, made that mistake. <laughs> did you ever call one of my games? Yes. I don't think you did. Did you? Did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like a game when I we actually were... got on the floor? That's what I was about to say. How could you call anything on him if he wasn't on the floor? Well, Toby, I wasn't going to say it, but we started playing. We, I started calling when you were uh, coming up in the JV system. Yeah. Were you, so you and called so one you of my did. JV games or some of my JV games? Yes, sir. You? Yes, okay. I did. I believe you. I just don't, I didn't know if that was the case or not. Um, well, that was my that's Go my ahead and tell folks what an amazing athlete I was back in the day, Scott. Go ahead. Speak to the people. Well, I, I just could not believe that they didn't let you on the floor. Right. When you came out there. You were, uh, I was the you rare combination a... of uh, lack of athletic ability and slow. So Steve uh, Alford. Hard, hard to keep me out of here. All right, so yeah, you're Al- saying you're, you're giving the officials a pass last night, Big 12 officials, for a ball hitting the stanchion behind the backboard and they all missed it. Is that what you're telling me? No, I wouldn't say uh, it's not a pass because at some point in time your ability as an official – has to kick in and say, you know, hey, something, something isn't right about that shot, you know. And you, I mean, obviously, you can't go back and re-referee the play, you know, by going to review it or something like that. But uh, in that instance, you know, you kind of—I don't know how to explain it—but you kind of have a feel for that specific kind of play. But again, that's a play that you don't anticipate ever happening at that level. Yeah. If you it know, does hit the stanchion, see. usually it's going to, like, ricochet out of bounds. Correct. It's not going to deflect right one, back to the shooter. Correct. And I was sitting behind the OU bench last night, and that one came right back, you know, came straight right back. So yeah. if you're that opposite official, I know we're never supposed to assume, but you're pretty much thinking that that ball hit the side of the backboard. Which is fine. Back. Yeah. Side of the backboard is fine. Correct. Side of the backboard, the top of the backboard is in play until it passes the boundary. Yeah, I get that. The, so, with the way the ball came straight back to him, if I'm on the other side of the court, I probably assume it hit the side of the backboard. I get that. Correct. And you know, and the fans on on the side of the floor behind the OU bench were screaming that it hit the hit the you know side hit the the stanchion of the backboard. But in that instance, so um, all fans are ball watching. You know. Yeah. You don't yeah. ever really hear anybody holler about, you know, hey, you know, that post player over there got pushed on the opposite side, you know, or anything like that because of the fact, you know, fans come to watch the ball. They don't come to watch the, you know, the referees and the, the off-ball contact and stuff like that like most referees do. Yeah. All right. Hey, good knowledge, so, Scott. Thanks, buddy. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks. See, See you, man. Toby. There's a, there's a referee right there, Teach. I mean, he's he's right. The – the ref underneath the goal is not watching the basketball. They are, and I saw at least two of them. I saw uh, Pat Adams and John Higgins 
both come over and talk to Porter Moser and say, like, I, we missed it, or, hey, if that if that did that, I'm sorry, I didn't see it, or something like that. They both came over and said, because he was yelling vociferously about it. Right. But, I mean, who knows how the game plays? I mean, it's one play, it's earlier in the game. Who knows how it plays out from there? It was just an odd situation that I don't know if I've ever seen before uh, in a game last night. Well, it night, played so. out that they had three more points at the end. That's how it played out. So Yeah, I know. To I know. three points. I mean, when you lose a one-possession game, you look back, like on Saturday, you look back at the, I don't know how close you were watching, but Jacob Groves got a flop tee mm-hmm. in the first half yeah. against Texas. Right. The dude just pushed off on him, and they lost by one point. So you look back in a one-possession game at every call that, didn't go the way you think it should and say, well, that cost us the game. We would have definitely won. if the yeah, We would have definitely won us. both of those games. <laughs> it's those inches that uh, Coach was talking about. But, like, the Texas Tech-Kansas game, right? One call, 15 seconds left, or one no call potentially decides who wins and loses. I mean, that's how when you got all these one-possession games. Last night, TCU-Baylor, I didn't watch the whole game, but it's a one-point game. I guarantee you that this morning, Scott Drew is going, man, if not for that one call, we would have won the game. So, that's the way it is. Um, Thunder lose last night as well, 126-115 to the Magic in Orlando. SGA back with them last night. He went for 33. Maybe they're better without Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Teach. Need to trade him? Ship him off? I see no other answer. Hey, what is going on with the Oklahoma State football program and the transfer portal, Teach? Do they have anybody left? No. no I, I don't know what's going on. Are you on. hearing any rumblings out of Stillwater as to what's going on here? I, I don't I, – I meant to ask Teddy this yesterday, and now that you bring it up, I, I forgot to ask him once I got here. But when I got in the truck to head over here, they had mentioned something about Garrett Riley and a rumor with Oklahoma State. And so I don't know if that's floating out there, that he's a potential guy and that they're looking to make a ch- – I, I don't know what's going on because it's not like uh, – Mike's been Mike for a lot of years. So it's not like this is surprising. Like uh, Some people have like, uh, well – Mike and the way he is and, uh, you know, uh, some of his political beliefs. But, but he's been this guy for a long time and hasn't had these problems. So there's something going on there internally that is really bad. And I don't know what it is. And if it is him, then at that point you got to look into making a change. So I meant to ask Teddy that what they were if that was a rumor or if that was just something, that a name they threw out. And I forgot to ask him when I got back here why they had mentioned Riley in that position. So five wide receivers in the portal now. Yeah. I mean, in addition to Spencer Sanders and others, um, I did see this tweet yesterday from TJ Eckert. You know, TJ, right? KTUL in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. Uh, He tweeted lots of rumors floating around about what's been going on in Stillwater. Bunch of guys leaving Oklahoma State for the transfer portal. Might not mean anything, but Spencer Sanders liked this tweet regarding Mike Gundy and Casey Jun- Casey Dunn. So Sanders liked this tweet from A.J. Batiste. This is 
this is intensive reporting, TJ. We're going down the Twitter rabbit hole, okay? A.J. Batiste tweeted, Feels like the wide receiver room took offense to Gundy not getting rid of Casey Dunn and telling at Spence Sanders not to come back. Sure, tell the guy that literally gave up his health for you week in and week out, we are fine the way we are. This is a bad look for a program that was so promising. Spencer Sanders liked that tweet. Mm. So take that for what it's worth. Sanders transfer portal. Five wide receivers now transfer portal. Obviously, Trace Ford transfer portal. He's now at OU. And others. Starting quarterback, two leading rushers, second leading tackler, two starting defensive backs, five wide receivers. Now, some could come back. Some could they come enter back, the transfer portal. But you haven't heard of back. a flood of guys going in either. Like, this was part yeah. of our plan. We're replacing them with this person and getting these transfers in. So, um, part of it sounds like he's just at a point in his career where he doesn't care and he's done and sick of kids and he's sick of the transfer portal and he's sick of how college football is now and he's letting it be known within his locker room and it's spreading. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. And I think he thinks he's untouchable there. So I'll just keep cashing checks and making my money, but... Well, they did also have... Just a terrible slide to end the year. Oh, definitely. Definitely from a top 10 team to, to what they finished, absolutely. Would they lose six of their last seven? Something like that, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It is, uh, maybe somebody out there's got more information on it, but it seems like we can't get through a day without a guy or two now entering the portal up in Stillwater. And, uh, I mean, that's going to – the portal goes both ways, so they're going to bring in some guys too, and maybe they'll end up better in the long run. But these are not well, – That's what I'm know, saying, though. You better get guys, busy. That's a lot of guys to replace. Like, you can't just – like, there's not that much upgrade of talent out there left. I mean, if they were an upgrade of talent, you'd think they've been taken up by people already. Most teams, the guys that are going into the portal are guys that are disgruntled because they're not seeing the field. Mm-hmm. They're backups. They're not playing as much as they want to be playing. Not starters. These are a bunch of starters. So that's a red flag. Seven seventeen Thursday morning, Toby and TJ with you on The Ref. The home of Sooner fans, we'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Let me turn on my microphone to the people. We're back. That that turning on of the microphone statewide, powered by Brown O'Haver. They bring you the Ref Radio Sports Network. Man, that was such a great intro before I had my mic on. Not really. It wasn't? No. It was pretty Sounded average. good to me. Sounded good to me. Uh, one text here, and I'm going to let you get to the uh, phone. Kent's holding on for us. This says, seems like Gundy wants that buyout money so he can spend some more time with his turtles. Uh, a few <laughs> of those have come in, like maybe Mike's trying to get fired, get the easy money. A few of those have come in. I, 
it could be a possibility. I, I, as I mentioned before, and kind of what I was getting to is, I don't think he likes the game of college football anymore and where it's going. I don't, I don't think he likes the NIL. I don't think he likes the transfer portal. I don't think I don't, he likes the planet. The planet. I, that's what I'm saying. I think he's disgruntled and angry over everything, and um, it it could be a, a thing of, I'm just gonna, you know. I just don't care at this point, and what are they going to do? Fire me, and then I'm going to take my money. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know where his head's at right now because it seems like he's angry over everything out there. To the phones, Kent, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? I'm okay, Kent. How are you today? Doing wonderful, thank you. Good, hey, uh, good. Kind of weighing a little on the old Mike Gundy situation. You know, I, I, well, maybe he's handling everything the right way, but I kind of respect the fact that he's if he's set up with the way the game's turned and, you know, of course he probably needs to just walk away, but I don't see how you can really blame the guy. I don't think there are a lot of people that are really happy with the way college football is trending right now in terms of NIL and transfer portal and the kind of the free-for-all it's become. And he's, you know, I, I think that thing with the OAN t-shirt he wore that cost him, didn't they? his salary a million bucks one year because of that because he wore a t-shirt that offended some kid i don't remember the details of all that but yeah something went down about yeah i don't remember the details so yeah man i i, I can't blame the guy really uh but i think if he is tired of it he probably just needs to step away then why hang around and be bitter and unhappy if you don't like it step down yeah, uh, i mean I, I don't know why you would hang around and be upset if you have the option to walk away it's it's one thing to not, and I don't know if this is the case or not. I'm just speaking to your supposition here. It's one thing to not like the current state of collegiate athletics. And there are a lot of people, you're right, fans, coaches, otherwise, who are like, this is crazy, man. This transfer in four times and free agency and NIL and everything. This is not the college football I fell in love with. I get it. There's a lot of people that feel that way. So it's one thing to feel that way. It's another to just say, I'm going to sabotage my own football program just to make a point. You know? I'm not saying that's going on. I'm just, that's kind of what you're saying he's doing is saying, I'm going to draw a line in the sand here. I'm against this. So I'm just, I'm just going to make a statement. And if you want to leave, you can leave and, we're going to stink, and so be it. I'm mad at college football. Well, if these kids want to leave, he can't stop them. Now, I'm 100% in his corner with the Spencer Sanders thing. The guy basically said, hey, I'm out. I'm looking for another team to go to. I don't want to be here. That didn't work out. Can I come back now? No. That's kind of called accountability for your actions. You walked away. You don't get to walk out on a job and say, I'm done with this place. I'm going to put my name out on the job market and go, hey, boss, I couldn't find another job. Can I come back? Uh, like Mike you, Dundee's you done that a few the, times. Yeah, Mike Dundee's done argue. that with Arkansas, Tennessee, a few other places. Well, if they come after him and kind of, you know, we know there's know. a certain uh, level that the games play. That That's something you kind of expect as a coach in a university. But if the guy says, no, I'm done, I'm out, bye, I'm, I'm leaving, see ya, I'm done with you, and then says, ah, I think I want to come back now, I, I, I don't blame the guy for having that issue. I mean, yeah, it, it all know, depends on how it went down. I mean, it all depends True, on you know, whether the, the, you burn bridges on the way about. out the door or not. Justin exactly. Harrington came back last year, you know. I mean, but he had to he had to jump through some hoops to do so. Uh, right. and, and you know, by all accounts, talk about guys 
guys being committed and, and buying in and, you know, it's kind of hard to believe, especially a guy that's playing a position like that is bought in if he's there, then out the door, then wants to come back. So I don't, I don't yeah. really blame him for that. But if he's done, walk away. I, that's the only problem I have with it. Yeah. Hey, thanks again. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. 405-651-3439 if you'd like to text the show. What else you got, Teach? Uh, let's see. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Gundy doesn't have Boom Pickens around to play the NIL game. Um... Caller Kent is right. Well, let me scroll down here. It jumped up on me. Uh, lots of people don't like where college football is gone, but if you don't, don't watch it. Your eyeballs have the power. Um, it's been downhill since Hunsaker bragged about that winning culture. <laughs> That's wow. kind of true. That is kind of true. It, I mean, it's 100% true. The, uh, the two are not related at all. But, like, that was the apex of the season. And from that moment on, they lost six of the last seven, and everybody's leaving. So, Ladies and gentlemen, this was a battle between a program with a winning culture and a program that does not have a winning culture. Sorry, that was hot. Let's see here. Toby, call Robert Allen. He's the voice of the, of the Cowboys. Mm. I don't think that's true. We could probably get Robert on the show. It's not a bad idea. I don't, you know, I don't know what he'd say, but it might be interesting to hear. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this maybe this one will cheer everybody up. Where'd it go? Here it is. <coughs> Morning, buddy. Hey, oh, I hope you're having a good week so far. I'm so sorry for OU's loss last night. I'm not Thank gonna you. let that get me down though. My brothers and I were golfing at the Jimmy on Saturday before the Texas game. And we yelled at Joe Harris after he hit. He was very nice and took a picture with us after his round. Maybe you and me can play golf someday. Have a good day. Huh. Okay. Maybe so. Maybe so. So he's reporting that that Joe Harris... He saw Joe, President Joe Harris, was, uh, Joe and he was, was very golf, nice to him. And uh, they waited for him to swing, then yelled at him and screamed for a picture, and he came over and took a picture, yeah. Okay. All right. That seems very on-brand for Carter. <laughs> Joe! Joe! <laughs> it's me, Carter! <laughs> <laughs> Mike is watching too much OAN. He's angry. Guess what? If you don't like it, get out. Um, let's see here. If you take your eyeballs, you're a bad fan base. <laughs> yeah. um, what interesting times for the two state schools, huh? It Just is interesting times. Bizarre, interesting days. Uh, Do you think we, how closely in the future, when, when Oklahoma's in the SEC, and we're on this here ref, home of Sooner fans, quote-unquote. How much do we pay attention to Oklahoma State going forward, do you think? Are we still interested in following them and all that kind of stuff? Um, Does it fade to the background? It fades some. Uh, There will still be times that come up that we probably will have fun and and laugh at their expense or something, but it, it won't be... It won't be what it was unless they can maintain things in the other sports, you know. 
you know, and hopefully that's the I case. And I think that's going. Him. I think that's going to be the case. Yeah. So I, I, I believe they'll be going to play him in everything but football. So mm-hmm. I think we'll be interested in their success or lack thereof or whatever the case may be. I just I just wonder if that dynamic changes or not. It'll be interesting to watch. Is part of what's going on up there with players the fact that OU and Texas are leaving? And as I've said before, that leaves them without a rivalry or, you know, that true game that players anticipate every year, that they want to play so in those type of games. So you're saying one of the reasons you go to OSU is to play at Bedlam. You know, if you're or, that level and that's in, in – and yeah, Bedlam's a big game for you. That's your rivalry, and Texas is probably too. And they're left with nothing now in football as far as a rivalry goes. You got to sell that we got an easier path now. That's true. The sell. That's the sell. Absolutely, it is. You got to say, listen, we got a chance to run this new conference. No, we don't have Bedlam. No, we don't have Texas. But we got a chance in a 12 team playoff to be a perennial playoff team. If we can run this new conference without those guys, that's your sales pitch. If you're Oklahoma State, I don't know how well that flies. I have no idea, but that's what you got to say. I mean, it's true. Like if you're expanding the playoff to twelve, Oklahoma State, as previously constructed anyway, the OSU of the last few years that's been right at the top of the conference year in and year out, would absolutely have an opportunity to be a playoff team, you know, once every three years or so maybe. Yeah. Which is great. And that should outweigh like, hey, I, I really want to go somewhere and play in a big-time environment with big rivalries. You would think that would outweigh that, yeah. I don't know how much anymore, TJ, that matters. It may not. Yeah, yeah, it may not. Rivalries for the matter. Right. I don't know if anything matters for some of these guys other than how much can I make. What's your NIL Well, that's pack? definitely the case with some of them. Absolutely. I think there's, a, and I want to give a lot of them more credit than that. A lot of them are, where can I get the best coaching? Who can most prepare me to go to the NFL? What conference am I going to play on? All that kind of stuff. But it's just hard to know the formula anymore. You know, what motivates guys? It's not what it used to be. That's for sure. The formula's changed, but we shall see. We shall see. I don't know. They're going to have, they got to. Very big task in front of them, putting this thing back together in Stillwater. Yeah. 7.33 in the morning. We'll hear some more of Porter Moser postgame after a tough loss last night. 63-60 to Iowa State. Back after this. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Oh, you in trouble, Tej, at zero and two, or still early? Don't overreact. Long ways to go. Still early. It wasn't as if you got blown out in both games, but they've got to they've got to figure some things out. I, I I think you're right. These next two, they got to figure out how to steal one. Otherwise, I'm probably answering that differently at the end of next week. So, um. Man, last night was one when you battle back the way that you did in the first half, finding yourself down the way that you did, and then really so gutsy have yeah it was, and then you have the shot you get you get the play that you need and the turnover that you need, and yep. probably got away with one like we mentioned earlier, 
and then can't execute, man, it, it's one you're going to be kicking yourself about, especially if you do drop these next two. So um, I'm not panicked yet because they've been in these games. They've been right there with them. But with Villanova, a few others that we've seen this year, man, they've just got to figure out how to close out these games. Yeah. Here's a little more of the post game with Coach after the 63-60 loss to Iowa State. What specifically impressed you with the way he performed there? Well, he can see out of their traps, and he got it out of their traps. I thought he played with a great pace. All right, um, I thought he played north south with a great pace. Um, I thought him and Los got the ball out of the traps, got the ball moving. You know, that's what I told the guys when we were down seventeen. It wasn't our offense. I mean, I can look back on like four threes that were really open and a layup that was, was a good layup. That we missed. We we just we, we didn't guard to start the game. Um, I thought we lost Grill. It was part of the game plan, and uh, he hunts threes and he did it. We lost him twice, fouled him once. He got five threes and he got fouled on a three. Uh, he was a key to the game, and we didn't get that done. You know, I thought Grill got loose too much, um, but I thought Bijan gave us tremendous uh, pace to the game. So four, you don't have a timeout in that final five seconds. Sure, that's not what you're looking for. What what were you trying to get accomplished? Well, and that's where it's a game of inches. You know, you always want to have a timeout there. Grant got caught um, getting getting it out of the trap, and he held on to it, and then he had to call timeout. That you know, then we lost a timeout. You know, um, they put a shoe. They they put their six ten kid with seven four wingspan on the ball. Um, obviously, we were coming bringing Grant off, or then they took the switch. We were dumping into Jalen, so we were trying to get to Grant or Jalen. Very hard for Bijan to see. I told Bijan, that's not your fault. We had no timeouts. Um, very hard to see. Um, you know, they were switching everything, and we were trying to come down and get Grant up top, and then we had 7.5, I think it was, um, or with Jalen. Um, and uh, the, the pass hung up a little bit in the air because he had to get it over his head. Jalen usually comes up with those. And I thought we were ISO and Jalen on the ball. I went. I wanted to go to Jalen if that was it. Grant was an option up top, and then if they switched, we were going right to Jalen. Um, very hard for Bijan to see. He did as best he could. Uh, but that's hurt not having a timeout when, once you saw they put that the big kid on the ball. Um, I thought Jalen was a warrior. Um, he had three assists too from that spot. Thought he played unbelievable defense. I'll watch the game tape. I break it down. I'll be looking at different guys and things that they did, broke down on defense. I don't think hardly Jalen had a hard a breakdown on defense. Um, he's worked on his shot. He's worked on different things. Um, and uh, so, if we got him the ball down there, if that would have just completed that play, I had confidence that something good would happen. It was just it hung up in the air a little long, and by that time they swarmed it, and there was all the hands in there. Um, you know, so that was. Um, um, it didn't go down. All right, so 63-60 the final, and uh, now you go out to Lubbock. Sooners have not played well there in recent years. You know, these next two road trips, um, Lubbock and Lawrence. Lubbock Saturday night, Lawrence next Tuesday night. Oklahoma has played pretty well in Lawrence in recent years. Now, they haven't won, but they've had some chances, Teach. They've played good basketball there. Um, They have not played good basketball in Lubbock. It's weird how that happens. Like, they, they have not played good ball in, I would say, Lubbock, Manhattan, and Ames. 
are the three places that they just have consistently gone in and laid eggs. Waco played pretty well. Lawrence played pretty well. Morgantown, they played great. Stillwater, they've had some good days. Um, what am I leaving out? TCU, they've played well. But Lubbock is a place where it's been a while since you can look back at the end of the night and say, you know what, played well, just didn't win. Or, or won. Now, give Texas Tech credit. They've had some really good basketball teams the last few years. And they have created, I mean, that, there's an example, Teach. Maybe the best example in college basketball right now of a place that when I started 12 years ago was the worst atmosphere in the Big 12. And it wasn't close. Nobody came to Texas Tech games. Mm -hmm. And now it is awesome. I would say it's one of the top ten in the country. They are packed. They are The students are, you know, vulgar but into it. It's a zoo. And they're 0-2. OU's 0-2. They feel like they got robbed the other night against Kansas. I don't know about their team. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward. I said this yesterday. I need to watch some more of their game film. Uh, I've only the Kansas game was the first one I really watched close the other night, and uh, there's just so many new guys. I don't yet know exactly what the identity of their team is. Kevin O'Banner seems to be their unquestioned leader, and I like him a lot. He's a really good player, but all the other guys, I'm not sure. I, this is a winnable game. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, they're all they all are. That goes without saying. But Texas Tech's a beatable team. You're going to have to play great to do it though. There. And Grant Sherfield cannot have another night like he had. Part of that was foul trouble. But even after that, he just could never get in sync. And Sherfield has to be the sun around which everything else orbits for this basketball Look team. Look at you. Look at you. Golly, that was a really that good was astrological. Really, that was so good. I mean... Everybody has to be worried about him. He's got to go score 20 points. He's got to create double teams, which gets Jacob Groves open shots and Tanner Groves open shots and Los dive into the rim and Ta- uh, Jalen Hill one-on-one in the block. Um, So the fact that they almost won, had a chance to win last night, and Grant Sherfield was non-existent is a bit of a miracle. Right? I mean, if I tell you going in yesterday, he's going to score four points, you're probably guessing OU gets Oh, I, I would have thought good. they lost by, you know, 13 to 15 points, yeah. It just can't happen again. Like, that's not a winning formula. It's just not. I mean, he's he's got to score. And uh, so hopefully, hopefully Texas Tech does not look at any other game film except for the Iowa State game, TJ. And just completely writes off Grant Sherfield as uh, not a guy that we need to worry about. <laughs> right. I don't Hopefully think that's that going to happen. Hopefully that happens. We'll see. Break time. Uh, Toby and TJ with you on a Thursday. Back to more of your thoughts on the text line when we come back. It's the T-Row of the Morning Show. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. 
Call 405-735-5510. TJ and the man that had to fight off Miranda Lambert over the weekend. Toby rolling back with you. A random what? Huh? What? A re- fight off a what? You had to fight off Miranda Lambert. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. My boots, man. That's, I did not it anticipate. Was it was I boots. did not anticipate. I should have anticipated. <laughs> right. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Just tuned in, but did you mention Iowa State's roster? 13 players, 8 seniors. That makes a difference. Oldest team in college basketball. No, second oldest team in college basketball. Average age, 21.1. Yeah, that's kind of been the tech formula in recent years. What's the old adage? Get old and stay old. Um, This is pretty, I mean, Oklahoma is not that. But uh, Tanner and Jacob Groves, seniors. Jalen Hill, senior. Grant Sherfield, senior. This is a decently old OU basketball team. Uh, why are we seeing guys like White Johnson make NFL declaration assignments when they are out of eligibility? I think Johnson. So, um, Sean White uh, Johnson Johnson. Uh, some Brent of that Willis. Uh, maybe I, I don't know who they're talking about there. Uh, some of it could be they just want to thank the fan base, and it's just kind of the thing to do now. Some of it is, I have no idea who's out, out of eligibility anymore and yeah. who's not. So <laughs> they're the just saying, play. hey, I'm done. I'm, I'm moving on. <laughs> the, even the players don't know if they can come back. Right. Hey, coach, do I have a year left? I don't the know. Let's check. Like, I'm not sure. So why don't you put out a graphic just so everybody knows. <laughs> I just Sean White could come back next year, I think. I think he had a year. I think he had... His COVID year still left. Am I wrong about that? I didn't think he did, but I mean, like I said, I don't know anymore. Like, there's so many different, you know, know, years that they have right now and things that they can become eligible for that I'm honestly not sure. Yeah. So, uh, morning, fellas. If for some reason y'all ever change the name of your show, you should call it the Boot Boys Morning Show. That's funny. Uh, maybe they need to use the uh, $20 for four tickets again, is what this person is suggesting for the crowd. I brought him out. Everybody but TJ, he decided to go to the lake instead. But a lot of people <laughs> did come out Saturday. You just don't care. I mean, let's be honest. You just don't care. I, I, I will be completely honest. I just prefer watching it on television. I don't lie about that. I like the comfort of my house, whichever house that may be. And watching on television. On I television or on your phone? Uh, phone. Either one. Yeah. Whichever one. Uh, if it's a TV. Makes complete sense. Last I night was TV. I hold my phone than be in the middle of an arena. Last night was TV. Saturday was the phone. So, yeah. Um, uh, this Saturday is going to be your phone. Oh, Jeffrey again, Johnson is who they're talking about. I got you. Oh, got you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. TJ, have you had your drink on air yet this morning? Just coffee. That was just a joke yesterday, people. I won't be drinking on the air. Guess guess what this is. Are you listening? See yeah. if you can tell by just listening, okay? That sounded like uh, hot cocoa or something like that, yeah. Ooh, close. Uh, apple cider. Apple cider. <laughs> I went hot apple cider this morning. Uh, Carter's voice sounded just a tad bit different. Is he okay? 
Uh, maybe maybe uh, nasal congestion. I don't know. Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, that winning culture didn't last but, what, a week at Oki Light uh, morning A1 in Turkey Bacon. I think they lost the next week, yeah. Didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the yes. next week when they went to K-State. Yeah, the next week is when they got like blown out, yeah. Uh, Sherfield was averaging 18 points a game. He had four last night, so ISU did a great job shutting him down. But OU needs to find a way to get him more looks, obviously. Yeah, that's right. Well, he got two fouls early, so he didn't play much in the first half. He had two points, two fouls early. They, they, they came back without him. So there was no reason to put him back out there in the first half. You were able to continue to sit him with those two fouls because the the team on the floor was the one that went 20-0. And then second half, when he got out there, he had a, a few chances here or there. He just couldn't find it. He just could not. You could tell he started to force it a bit. He was, he was thinking about, I don't know what he was thinking about. I don't want to put words in his head, but he, you could tell that he was like, fortunate a bit and he just couldn't find i thought when he went to the free throw line there maybe maybe he'll find a stroke and get going here late it did it just felt like they're not going to win it unless he contributes here at the end you know and he just couldn't figure it out even he looked discombobulated you know the, I was the time say, he got he tied forced, up yeah he, he got forced a, uh he forced a couple things mm-hmm. he just seemed out of sorts all night Let's see here. Seems like the Big 12 is out to get us. Another horrible officiated game for OU. They're all out to get us, Teach. It's us against the world, man. It's us against the world. Although, did you say we got a break on that last call? That uh, yeah. Lowe's threw the guy to the ground and that, wrapped his arms around him and then pushed him to the ground. Yeah, I got a little bit of a break that there. That does not fit our storyline, so please keep that to yourself going forward, TJ. Okay? <laughs> break time, top of the hour. It is 8 o'clock. We got a beautiful day on deck. It's going to be uh, high of 56 and sunny today, TJ. Beautiful day in Oklahoma. We'll be back.